This is On Point. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. In March 1861, the governor of the state of Missouri, Claiborne Fox Jackson, organized a convention in St. Louis to debate whether St. Louis should side with the Union or the Confederacy as the battle lines of the Civil War were drawn. St. Louis sided with the Union. Governor Jackson favored the Confederacy and was not happy. So that May, May 1861, he took over control of the St. Louis Police Department. He appointed a a board of five secessionists to run the department. Of course, the Civil War happened and then it ended. But Missouri state control of the St. Louis Police Department continued. It lasted more than 150 years, all the way until 2013, after Missourians voted to let the city finally run its own police department. Well, now, a mere decade after that, Legislators in the state capital of Jefferson City want to take back control of St. Louis's police, and they have the support of the city's police union. So today, we'll talk about what's happening in St. Louis and the fight for control of its police force. And we'll begin with Tony Messenger. He is the Metro columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and joins us from St. Louis. Tony, welcome to On Point. Hi, Megna. Thanks for having me. Okay, so there are uh, a couple of bills Uh, being uh, considered in the Missouri State Legislature. Can you just quickly describe what they contain and what they propose to do? Well, they basically propose to do exactly what happened in the Civil War, to to have the state of Missouri take over control of the city's police department. Um, And it really is a relitigation of that same situation that, that happened in the 1800s. It's a fight over power. It's a fight over race. Uh, it's a fight over who gets to be in charge of public safety in the city. It's residents or white rural Republicans who control the Missouri legislature. Mm. Well, just so that folks know, a little bit later in the show, we're going to be both hearing hearing from both the current mayor of St. Louis, Missouri, and also um, a Missouri state senator um, as well. A couple more voices that we'll be bringing in a little bit later. But when you said what the fight is over, Tony, you didn't say crime, right? But, but I understand that legislators who are in support of... Uh, of taking back control of the St. Louis PD, they point to rising crime rates as the reason why. Except for crime rates aren't actually rising, and you can't tie those rising crime rates to uh, uh, to local control to the extent that some elements of crime have risen uh, off and on over the, the decade or so that local control has been in place. Uh, Rick Rosenfeld, who's a local uh, uh, criminologist, nationally renowned, he does a lot of work with police departments all over the country, has taken a look at the numbers. And homicides have gone up and down in the last 10 years. And crime has gone, violent crime, mostly down uh, in the last 10 years. Uh, and none of the, either the rise or the decline, can really be tied to uh, local control. What St. Louis experienced during the pandemic is what most cities in America experienced during the pandemic, a sort of one-year rise in homicides that researchers still don't really know exactly why it happened. Um, but most of them are tying it to, you know, sort of 
the element of, of changes in society related to the pandemic. None of that has anything to do with local control. Mm. Okay, so I want to actually uh, go back in time before we fully get a grip of what's happening um, between uh, the State House and uh, St. Louis right now. Because I have to say, Tony, it is a, con- a continuously remarkable fact to me that the state of Missouri did have control over the St. Louis PD for more than 150 years. I mean, it just stuns me. So can you can you tell me a little bit more about what you know regarding that first seizure of, of control back in 1861? Well, change is hard. I mean, that was you, you talk about the Confederate sympathizers that 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 controlled uh, you know, the legislature and the governor's mansion at that time, um, that's clearly what the control was about. And and some of that was about race. It was, uh, you know, the racial makeup was, was different in 1861 than it is now, but it was mostly about union versus confederacy. Much of it now is very much about race. You can't ignore the racial component that the city has a black mayor who's in charge of the police department and the governor and most of the legislatures legislators who are pushing this issue are white um, and they're Republican and she's Democrat. I mean, it's 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 really to some degree a replay of those issues. And it would be one thing if you could really point to something as it relates to local control of the police department and say, wow, the city's really failed in this regard. Or if you could really point to consistent trends with rising crime from the time the city took over control of its police department. But you can't in either one of those uh, instances tie those that data, which is going up and down, to local control. There's just no data to support the argument. Mm. Now, I, ca- I hear you um, repeatedly saying that, that race is a factor here, but Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but it was this, the voters of the state of Missouri in 2012 that decided to give uh, authority of the St. Louis PD back to the city. Now, presumably, those are also voters who, casted, who cast ballots for uh, uh, legislators in, in the state house. So how does that square with the, uh, the issue of race as you see it, it playing out uh, with the St. Louis PD? Well, that was a complicated matter because the the city had tried to get local control through the legislature and just couldn't quite get it. And so the city and its supporters who wanted local control uh, back in in uh, 2012, 2011, 2010, during this the time that this debate was taking place, uh, went ahead and gathered the signatures to get a ballot initiative uh, on the ballot so that folks could vote. A lot of the rural counties voted against it. Um, but but the city overwhelmingly voted for it. Kansas City overwhelmingly voted for it. Um, and, and ultimately, the city was was able to get its control back. Now, it's are, worth noting, by the way, that Kansas City still is under state control. Kansas City is one of the only cities in the country that, that still has that same sort of um, uh, civil war decision that was made in that city as well. And they have not overcome uh, that situation either. So um, when I had was trying to jump in there, you literally said what I was going to ask you, which is which is there's another city in 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 Missouri that um, is, has the same sort of state local um, issue over uh, control of the police department. And also there are other cities in the country. I'm thinking Jackson, Mississippi, if I'm not um, uh, uh 
mistaken. Now, listen, it's, there's an interesting group of people who support uh, the state taking control back um, from the city of St. Louis. We'll talk more about the the police union as a whole in a minute, Tony, but there's also the Ethical Society of Police in Missouri, and they largely represent um, officers of color. And we talked to Sergeant Donnie Walters, who's the current head of the Ethical Society Police, uh, and he told us that morale uh, amongst officers is an issue and budget cuts because those two things in combina- combination, he says, have meant poorer policing. People have asked in community meetings and group settings I have personally been in, where are the police officers? They're asking, why can't I get what we used to have with officers, you know, coming down my street and, you know, just showing up in the neighborhood? Because I say we just don't have the manpower. If there's no investment into those that protect the city, then the city is left vulnerable. It's left wide open. Tony Messenger, respond to that. You know, my daughter used to be a police officer in in Metro uh, Denver. And for a while, she was in charge of recruiting. Every police department in the country is having the exact same problem St. Louis Police Department's having right now, in which it happens to be a very difficult time to recruit police officers. And so, yes, the police, the, the, the number of police officers are down, um, but that's less of a city control problem, local control problem. That's, again, part of a of a national problem. Changing to state control won't help. And in fact, in the last few days, there's been a change that would actually make state control would make it worse for local police officers. The city has now agreed uh, to a new contract with the union that includes raises for police officers, rather large raises. And there's a clause in that union that the rank and file already approved that says that if the state takes it over, those raises go away. And so I, I, I think there's been a recent change in that debate in which the mayor has sort of played chess against the uh, checkers being played in the Missouri legislature. Now, uh, Tony, we've been talking about state control in somewhat uh, vague terms here. So tell me, like, materially, what would change if this legislation passed in the Missouri State House? So right now, the the police chief reports to the public safety director, and the public safety director is appointed by the mayor. That would change. the The police chief would now report to a board that is appointed by the governor. Um, and the mayor would be on that board, but would just be one vote on that board. And so the governor would ultimately have control over uh, the police department as it relates to um, hiring and firing and that sort of thing. Okay, so the decision making then would flow through that board. And just to clarify what you said earlier, does this also mean that if, again, this legislation passed, that the state would assume the costs of running the St. Louis Police Department? So that's an ongoing debate. A piece of the legislation to try to overcome the the new union contract actually includes a raise uh, for police officers. But there is a question that hasn't really been answered yet within that legislation as to whether or not that would be state money or city money. The, city, the, the state has a constitutional amendment that says you can't force costs on a city. And I think that's problematic as it relates to the state legislation. Mm. Well, today we're talking about the fight to control the St. Louis 
police department. The St. Louis, uh, excuse me, the Missouri legislature wants to take back control of the St. Louis PD. When we come back, we're going to hear from the current mayor of St. Louis and also from a Missouri state senator as well. So Tony Messenger, stand by. It'll be just a minute. This is On Point. Support for the On Point podcast comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash On Point. That's Indeed.com slash On Point. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future. Five consecutive episodes right here. So make sure you're following this podcast. This is On Point. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. And today we're taking a close look at the city of St. Louis and why the St. Louis, excuse me, the Missouri State Legislature wants to take back control of the St. Louis Police Department. I'm joined today by Tony Messenger. He's Metro columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And let's listen to a little bit more from Sergeant Donnie Walters, who's president of the Ethical Society of Police. And that's an association of black police officers in the city of St. Louis. So not the uh, the main Uh, police union, but uh, another one that represents black police officers. And the Ethical Society of Police has sided with the main police union in calling for state control. And here's uh, how Sergeant Donnie Walters explains why. This has nothing to do with the mayor personally. It's just things that we've seen that has affected not only the police department, it has affected our dispatchers. It has affected our park rangers. It has affected our city marshals. It has affected numerous civilian employees that work at the department. You know, the morale is low. We see no daylight ahead. We only see more dark dark and disparity type of treatment towards the employees of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. Well, joining us now is Mayor Tashara Jones. She's mayor of the city of St. Louis and has been so since April of 2021, the city's first black female mayor. Mayor Jones, welcome to On Point. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. So first of all, tell me, what is your um, what's your first response to even the the notion of the, the state taking back control of the St. Louis police? State control of our police department is not going to make our citizens safer. Uh, We will not be able to um, 
respond uh, accordingly and, and, and swiftly to changes in policy. It'll bring more politics into public safety. Uh, under, under the previous state, con- state control board, uh, politics was in every decision regarding our police department. And right now, we want to make sure that we just hired a new police chief. We want to give him the opportunity to lead um, as he has led in other cities. Mm. Tell me more about what you mean about politics having been part of every decision. Well, politics was part of transfers. Um, It was part of the the budget. The budget had to go through two different iterations, first to the Board of Aldermen, then to the commissioners. Uh, There's a five-member commission of which the mayor only has one vote and constantly gets outvoted. Um, We can look at Kansas City. The same thing happens over there. And crime hasn't necessarily uh, been uh, any any uh, lower under uh, or any higher under local control. Um, As Tony Messenger was talking about, violent crime overall uh, has been lower under local control um, except for the year that in the pandemic where every city um, had a, had a, uh, an, an uptick in violent crime and in gun violence. Uh, but since then we've been able to reduce that by over 25%. Mm. Now, You know, you heard Sergeant Donnie Walters say just a second ago that um, that essentially morale is really low and that he says it's affected park rangers, city marshals, et cetera, um, and that they see no daylight ahead. I mean, he kind of talks about um, the the city almost abandoning the, you know, the police department. What's your response to that? That is patently false, um, and I'm really disappointed in Mr. Walters pushing this narrative that somehow um, that our police department is on the brink of uh, of 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 uh, woe is meism. Right? Um, we have not cut the police budget; we have increased the police budget under my watch. And as Mr. Messenger talked about, uh, we have just their uh, rank and file officers just approved a new contract with the highest raises in over two decades. And, again, we just hired a new police chief, um, Chief Robert Tracy, who, just, who comes, to us, comes to us from Wilmington, Delaware, who has experience in leading uh, police departments and decreasing crime and increasing morale. So to Mr. Walters, I would say give this new police chief time to work. Mm. Well, we have one more clip here from Sergeant Walters, um, and he says that he thinks part of the problem uh, with what's happening with the St. Louis police right now, he points to community activists uh, who call for quote-unquote, defunding the police. And Sergeant Walters told us he thinks they have too much influence in City Hall. We're finding more people involved in policing budget opposed to police enforcement. It feels that defunding of the police is being done through reallocation of funds. Funds are being reallocated for other things other than police work. And we're being told, oh, it's part of the public safety budget. It's like, wait a minute. Just like last year, we had $38 million that went towards patrol, and that was cut by $10 million. Mayor Jones, your response? 
Well, those other things that we are investing in, like the Office of Violence Prevention, like community violence intervention programs, like adding social workers uh, to take some of the burden off of the police officer's shoulders, I think are working. These are things that are nationally working in other cities. Um, We realize that police officers have a really hard job, and so we are trying to make sure that they are able to show up to work every day and do the work that they were trained to do in our academies. And we'll take some of the burden off by our Cops and Clinicians program, uh, which pairs an officer with a, uh, with a social worker or a behavioral health provider to address mental health needs in our community and substance abuse needs in our community. We're going to take the burden off through our community violence intervention programs and investing in our young people because we are talking about addressing the root causes of crime, which in turn makes every safer. Yeah. Um, I also want to make clear to, to listeners that while we heard um, quite extensively from Sergeant Walters of the Ethical Society of Police, and again, they are a, an association of black police officers, um, obviously the the overall, the main police union in St. Louis is a, is a major driving force for this effort to uh, have the, the state take back control of the police department. And, and Mayor Jones, I'm wondering what you think about that, because as Tony Messenger said a little bit earlier, um, I believe there was an attempt to ask voters about whether or well, there was that that 2012 vote, right, to uh, to give St. Louis control back of its uh, back control of its own police department. Yeah, well, in 2012, uh, voters in the state overwhelmingly voted to uh, return control of police to uh, to our department. And and if this was about public safety, this would be about addressing our gun laws in the state of Missouri, which we have the most lax gun laws in the state of Missouri than any other state. Um, and it does not make us safer because as soon as they relax gun laws, our gun uh, rate, gun crimes went up by 47 percent. And if they were truly concerned about public safety, they wouldn't have passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act, um, which just got declared unconstitutional last week by a federal judge. If they were concerned about public safety, then they would fund the highway patrol, which has not been patrolling in the city of St. Louis uh, for months. So, you know, there are other things that the state can do to promote public safety in in the entire state of Missouri and not just pick on St. Louis. So if it's not about public safety, Mayor Jones, what do you think is really going on here? What is what do you think this is about? It's simply about power and control, um, because they want to control our law enforcement and want to take us back to the 1800s. But what does that mean? Power and control can be vague. Taking you back to the 1800s means what? Taking us back to pre-Civil War. I mean, the the conditions that um, that uh, that allowed the governor to take over the police department back in the 1800s are still present today. We have outstate legislators um, who are uh, who sympathize with January 6th and 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 the and, and the insurrection who are leading this charge to take over to take over our police department. Uh, but again, they are not paying attention to the things that will actually make us safer, which are uh, safer gun control laws, uh, re- increasing red flags, uh, taking uh, off um, assault weapons from our streets. Well, Mayor Tashara Jones, mayor of the city of St. Louis. Mayor Jones, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.
Okay, so Tony Messenger from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, stand by for just another minute because I'd like to turn now to Nick Schroer. He's Missouri state senator and former three-term state representative and joins us as well from St. Louis. Senator Schroer, welcome to you. Thank you for having me on. All right, so you just heard Mayor Jones say this isn't about public safety. She says it's about power and control. Your response to that? Well, you know, it's more politics that's been injected into this argument. When we have businesses fleeing in mass numbers, one of our biggest businesses in the city of St. Louis, Centene, has come out saying that if we don't get a, a grasp on crime, they're going to leave. We have uh, events like Janae Edmondson, who came here from Tennessee for a volleyball tournament. And because of the, the horrific issues that we have in the city government, including the prosecutor's office, there was a criminal who should have been locked up at least 50 other times for all of these uh, violations for being off on parole or uh, a release. And this, this individual w- was hit by this criminal. The, the, her legs are now amputated. Now you have all of these other big events that are going to come out here second-guessing it. You have a man who is executed, executed in the street uh, from behind, and and relentlessly you have cases being dismissed, uh, violent crime not being prosecuted, the mayor injecting politics into policing, all the while the the prosecuting attorney is failing to uphold her oath, and now she's under a writ of quo warranto, which could be the removal of her from office. So we are in dire straits right now. Mm. I've never seen Growing up in Ferguson, Missouri, family and friends still in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, I've never seen uh, the politics being injected into policing like it has been right now. You know, it's laughable that that Tony Messenger and the mayor indicate that this is all about race, that it's all about uh, other things. No, if it is about race, then they should step up to the plate and start prosecuting these crimes that are victimizing and killing the black Missourians, who are by and large uh, the the majority of the Mm. victims of these violent crimes in the city of St. Louis. So, Senator Schroer, you know, what's interesting about this situation is that we have 150-plus years of data, right, on what state control of the St. Louis Police Department um, has uh, resulted in, right? And I don't see um, much evidence throughout that 150 years that St. Louis was some kind of exceptional outlier in terms of keeping crime rates lower while it was under uh, the police department was under state control. So why would that change now? Well, I think when you look at some of the uh, crack epidemics that hit a lot of cities, a lot of bustling metropolises across the United States, uh, what happened in the city of St. Louis, like happened in Nashville, uh, they they saturated the streets with trained police officers, uh, had a community policing aspect, which brought down crime. That has not happened since then. I mean, yeah, it was state was state control perfect previously. Um, no, and that's why we're working with Ethical Society of Police. We're working with both types of police unions, the ones that are representing the majority white police officers and the majority black police officers, and they're coming together. We're finally trying to take uh, the, the politics out of policing and go back to a community policing aspect and put some massive reforms in so St. Louis can be the 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 goal where everybody in in the United States in these big cities, if they have issues with their policing, they can look at the city of St. Louis to figure out how we overcame this mm-hmm. massive crime wave. Can the politics really be taken out of policing where when if this legislation passes, uh, the St. Louis Police Department would be controlled by a board that was that's would be full of political appointees, save for the the mayor. Well, it would be a political appointees, but these are people that are from the city of St. Louis. And that's something that, you know, Tony Messenger wants to 
mislead people on is that this is going to be a bunch of old white guys from Jefferson City. No, the mayor, the governor, uh, whoever that's going to be at the time, it could be a man, a woman, can appoint uh, to the board citizens from the city of St. Louis. So this is going to be governed by people from the city of St. Louis. Yes, the the money and the other questions, they, the, the board has to decide and the, the government can come in at any point. The state government can come in at any point um, to, to make modifications. There was a process there as well. But yes, I do think that politics can be taken out. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in the city of St. Louis at Clippers and Cops. It's a, a bunch of different citizens from the city of St. Louis that are so sick and tired of seeing the attacks on police. There are over 300 police down right now. Crime is soaring. We've got people being executed in the streets. And the police morale, like Donnie Walters has indicated, is at an all-time low. When you've got the mayor taking, uh, just, just a couple of years ago, taking $40 million, diverting that to social workers, social workers who were saying, no, we're not going to these, these crime scenes. We are going to demand that a cop goes with there, uh, with them. Mm. And then you've got this year, she's taking another $10 million out of patrol. Something needs to be done to boost the morale and to maintain law and order in the city of St. Louis, who is it, it, every single year it happens to be in the top one, two or three of the most yeah. violent cities in America. So, Senator Shore, hang on here for just a second, because I want to play a, a clip from Reverend Tracy Blackman, Associate General Minister for the United uh, Church of Christ. And here's what she told us. When I look at any kind of legislation that is aimed at removing accountability and connectivity of law enforcement with the people that they are charged to protect and serve, I find it to be quite alarming. Finally, after all the years that the St. Louis Police Department was under state control and the people decided that they wanted to shift that back to uh, local accountability, that the state legislature would try to mandate this against the people's wishes is very concerning to me. Senator Schroer, we have about a minute before I have to uh, take another break here, but Reverend Blackman is speaking quite plainly about democracies are essentially, uh, they act on the consent of the governed. And here in this case in Missouri, the governed, i.e. the people of Missouri, said, no, the St. Louis Police Department should have local control of its police, you know, back in 2012. So is the legislature acting uh, in opposition to the will of the people of Missouri? Well, the will of the people back in 2012, this is a campaign that millions of dollars were poured into saying that crime was going to decrease, that resources that were uh, duplicated, we were going to combine them, uh, violent crime would decrease, police morale would go up. None of that has happened. It's gone in the exact opposite direction. That's why we have people like the, the Police Officers Association, the Ethical Society of Police, black officers, white officers, men and women all coming together, even citizens saying something needs to be done because too many bodies are piling up. Uh, so many criminals are now spreading out into surrounding counties because they're not being prosecuted here. Businesses are fleeing, and we are we are under 300,000 in terms of population for the first time and I think my entire lifetime. So, yes, this is a massive issue, and that is why Republicans and Democrats in a bipartisan fashion are coming together, putting politics aside to put the, the priorities and the safety of the people of St. Louis paramount. Mm. Well, Nick Schroer is a Missouri state senator and sponsor of one of the of the Senate bill that uh, proposes for the state to take back control of the St. Louis Police Department. Senator Schroer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you all. And Tony Messenger, I promise you I'll give you a chance to respond to the things that the senator said on the other side of our quick break. So stand by. This is On Point.
did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. This is On Point. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Tony Messenger is with us. He's Metro columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And Tony, you obviously heard the senator, Senator Schorer there, say a lot of things, uh, naming you in particular. Um, I want to give you a chance to respond to them, but particularly how Senator Schorer said uh, that uh, some folks are trying to make this a racial issue and he sees it as not being that. Well, it, I mean, it just simply it 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 is what it is. One of your uh, during the introduction, I believe it was Reverend Blackman mm-hmm. used those exact words. It is what it is. It is a it is a white suburban and rural legislative movement to take away power from the city that is uh, majority black and also run by a black woman mayor. I mean, that's just exactly what's happening. And so you can't ignore the racial aspect of it. Of, of all of the things that uh, Senator Shore was talking about, um, some of them were accurate. We do have problems uh, in this city with uh, our, our current prosecutor. But you know what? His bill for local control of the police has absolutely nothing to do with the prosecutor. That's a different part of mm. the criminal justice system. His bill would do absolutely nothing to solve the alleged problems that he's talking about. That's another issue. But the local control bill doesn't do that. And so that's one of the things that I try to do in this debate is focus on the data that we have and the problem we're trying to solve. Yeah. One, one of the crimes that he talked about is really interesting. There, there were two homeless men walking in uh, downtown St. Louis near where uh, my office is. And one of the homeless men uh, pulled out a gun and shot and killed uh, another homeless man, David Saldana. And, you know, it was a shocking crime and people got on Twitter and social media and talked about, a, you know, an execution in the middle of the day. Well, first of all, that's really a story about homelessness and the fact that the state of Missouri doesn't help the city uh, do much with its uh, in terms of funding uh, to, to, to reduce homelessness. But secondly, the mayor was talking about gun crimes yeah. in Missouri. There could have been 100 police officers on Tucker Boulevard surrounding that man, and they could not have arrested him because in Missouri, it is completely legal to walk around with a gun, with an assault weapon. Children can walk around with guns or assault weapons, and police can't stop them. Up until the moment where he pointed that gun at the gentleman and shot, he wasn't breaking the law. Mm. And that's part of the frustration with folks who really do care about 
improving public safety in the city is that the legislature won't do anything to actually help us deal with the gun violence yeah. that is driving most of the, the, the crime problem that exists in the city. Well, Tony, I'd like to spend most of the remainder of the show with a person who I think probably has a singular perspective on all that has happened and uh, continues to happen with public safety in St. Louis. She's Heather Taylor, and she served for 20 years as a St. Louis police officer. She retired as detective sergeant. She's also former president of the Ethical Society of Police um, that we've talked about. Um, And uh, while she was at the St. Louis Police Department, Heather Taylor joined us for a couple of shows where she talked very frankly about the racism she experienced as a black female police officer on the St. Louis Police Department. And now she's deputy director for public safety for the city of St. Louis. So Heather Taylor, welcome back to On Point. Thank you for having me. So just give me your take, your view on what's actually happening here right now. What What is the debate? What's the cause of the, this, this fight over who should control the, the police in St. Louis? I, I think it starts with politics, and I'm so um, not political um, that, you know, I think the argument from the state perspective is uh, pretty ridiculous with um, gun laws as they are. Uh, if we had um, ways to flag people in possessions of guns, we would have not had Central and Visual Performing Arts active shooter. And we could have prevented some of that violence and children and teachers who were loved by this community are gone. Uh, We also have to admit that in Kansas City, which is under state control right now, they've had the highest (laughs) increases in homicides 2020, 2021, 2022. And this year, unfortunately for victims of violence, isn't looking so great in Kansas City now. Mm -hmm. And the very concept of it's like we're being, they're gaslighting us (laughs) with this argument of less violence under state control. Well, you pass gun laws that were lax that allowed anyone to carry a gun. Mm -hmm. And literally anyone's carrying a gun and then when crime was spiking under state control, it was nothing. Yeah. But now that crime has spiked in some areas um, and um, under city control, uh, now it's it's a city problem. It's yeah. a city. We got to get rid of city control. And I, I disagree with that. You know, that's why I pointed out to Senator Schroer when he was with us that you know we do have 150 years of of data about um, the effect of state of state control on the St. Louis police, and it didn't seem as if St. Louis was doing a lot better than any other American city across that century and a half uh, regarding crime. But but Heather Taylor. It, the the main police union uh, in St. Louis it, it is a driving force behind this effort right now, and these are these are folks that you used to serve with as well. Can you tell me why you think that they're looking to state control um, as some kind of solution? When, as both you and Tony and actually Mayor Jones have pointed out, there are these also these broader issues about how basically anyone can carry a gun uh, in the city of St. Louis, and police officers can't do anything about it. So, and I speak to the president of the POA. I speak to the president of Ethical on a regular basis. I, you know, I support police officers. I support accountable and fair policing. And I recognize that under state control, I worked under state control, that there were problems with morale. There really were. I was there. There was a board that interfered 
if you stop someone on a traffic stop that was related to someone on the board, you're going to get a call. You're going to get a call about that person and their connection, and you're going to get a call about that. So my fear in some things that, you know, they're not looking at the bigger picture. And yes, you have to represent your members as a uh, president. Been there, done that. But you also have to look at the bigger picture for the future of the city. Violent crime, crime in itself is not going to suddenly disappear under state control. I believe they have that wrong. I mm. respect them. I like those guys. But I disagree with that decision to go for state control. What I do know is that you have this five panel of people, one of which is the mayor, and routinely they're involved in promotions, hiring, transfers, even crime plans. So most likely going to be businessmen and women. I respect that we have them. I respect that they're being appointed by the governor. They have a job to do. But also you have to recognize that they're going to have their own interest. So are they going to want us to have more patrols at their business, near their business downtown? Or are they going to want us to rely on data that shows that, hey, we need to have more patrols in South St. Louis or North St. Louis? Or are we going to just go back to the way that it was? Yeah. A lot of times they interfered with policing. The chief has to be the chief. He is the appointing authority for the police department. Give him a chance. Yeah. So, so Heather Taylor, this is another aspect of, of your experience, which I, wouldn't, I want to learn from here. Because, as I said, you served for 20 years as a police officer uh, in St. Louis. And I also remember uh, back when we had you on before, the, you told us about the reasons why, you know, you joined um, you, you joined the police department and went into law enforcement because uh, crime and violence had touched your own family's life um, uh, way back when. But in those 20 years, if I, if I have my dates right here, a big chunk of that was when the St. Louis Police Department was under state control. And then another chunk of that was when it was under the control of the city. So from your your perspective as a police officer over that period of time, was there a discernible difference? I think that you had a bureaucracy. You're talking about federal, state, city levels. You're going to have bureaucracy. That is just the fact of government. It's unfortunate. Uh, what I can say is that under state control, I felt as if our chief had five bosses, <laughs> not the cities, the, the citizens of the city of St. Louis. He had five bosses and he was beholden to them. And the things that they wanted with patrol, promotions, and under city control, you want, uh, I, would, I would suggest that, and I've said this before to both of them, the president of the uh, SLPOA and the president of Ethical, regardless of differences, meet with your aldermen, your, alder, your aldermen and alderwomen, meet with them on a regular basis to hash out disagreements, to come up with legislation that benefits the city's patrol officers, the city in itself, altogether. And those are things that have to be consistently done. And I can't say that they've done that. Mm. They've done that. And that's a critical part. And you want your city to control what happens in your police department. You don't want people who have no idea to control law enforcement. Yeah. Well, so you are the deputy director for public safety right now for the city of St. Louis. I mean, we talked about um, gun laws. But but beyond that, what what do you think uh, the city and its police department need right now to, to make inroads on reducing crime? What would be your wish list? I think that uh, some of the issues are clearly guns. <laughs> Just, you know, I worked in homicide um, for almost a decade. 
And the major issue comes back to guns, guns that have been in the hands of people that shouldn't have them, that have literally killed our own police officers. Legislation that was in place until about a week ago that would have allowed for officers to be charged for for following federal gun laws. So at the end of the day, if we really want to take a, um, a shot at violent crime and in, in lowering crime, gun laws. And you also want to do what the city is already doing. I love the idea of the Office of Violence Prevention. I love the ideas of resources being in the hands of people that are experts. Police officers, we are not experts. And number one, we don't want to respond on those calls because we have no expertise there. We want trained professionals there. And the city is doing that. And you have to to give credit where credit is due. Give credit for the Office of Violence Prevention, the Will Pinckney, who's over that section and what they're doing with dealing with the the issues behind violence that are uh, related to, you know, uh, living conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, you know, those things are important and they affect violence. So those things are just as critical as having officers on the street to patrol, just as critical as improving morale. And I can tell you under state control, morale wasn't great. So this idea that, oh, it was so lovey-dovey under state control and morale was like we were kumbaya holding hands and loving each other, that's absolutely false. Um, Under city control, morale is an issue. Let's be realistic here. Uh, You are going to have morale issues in law enforcement. Those come. And across the, the country, law enforcement officers, the job is not viewed as what it used to be or what it should be. And so there's there there are numbers that are lower all around the country. There are problems with retention and hiring and morale across the country. St. Louis is no different from anywhere else. Mm. Well, you know, also I was thinking about how um, when it comes to really making inroads and reducing uh, crime anywhere, it's not like police departments or cities or social service workers can just flip a switch, right? I mean, these are these have to be uh, coordinated efforts that unfold over a period of time. And, and to that point, uh, Reverend Tracy Blackman, who we heard from a little earlier, she says uh, St. Louis needs more time because um, it actually hasn't been all that long uh, since, for example, the Ferguson protests. And she says, Reverend Blackman says since then, she says St. Louis has been heading in the right direction. What has happened in St. Louis over the last eight years since we had the Ferguson uprising, quite frankly, which really rocked this city, is that St. Louis is a more empowered city. St. Louis is a more connected city. Uh, St. Louis is a more representative city of a large swath of people of all hues, not just Black people, who are committed to working together uh, to make this city better. And that's going to take time. Tony Messenger, uh, what do you think about that? You know, I was just speaking to a group of students uh, uh, yesterday who were in town to study the, the, the repercussions of Ferguson, and, the, and they were asking me, you know, what's changed? And the biggest thing that, that I think Reverend Blackman refers to that has changed is the political power of black people who are engaged, young black people in particular, who are engaged with the political system has changed. And that led to the election, for instance, of Mayor Tashara Jones and of two 
uh, black uh, circuit attorneys in in the city and the county, and uh, Corey Bush, who was elected uh, to to the Congress, who really was, you know, an on the street Ferguson protester back in 2014. So that change of political power uh, has really just come about in the last few years, and it's. It's a movement that is growing and that is learning from itself and that is going to make mistakes like other uh, uh, political movements. But it is part of that power surge that is causing this problem. The, the police union doesn't have strong local political power in St. Louis. They are disconnected from that growing young black political power. It is easier for them to try to get Republicans in Jefferson City to do their bidding. That's why they opposed local control in 2012. It's why they're opposing uh, local control now and trying to reverse the process. So that change of political power since Ferguson is a big part of this story. Mm. Well, Heather Taylor, unfortunately, we've only got about a minute left, but I want to give you the last word here. Uh, again, what what do you think St. Louis needs and how how to best get that in terms of best serving the people of St. Louis? You know, I think that um, best serving the people of St. Louis is city control. Mm-hmm. That, that's just it. And I wanted to touch on, before you closed out, the issue of activists being an issue. Well, black people, we we have rights because of activism. If it wasn't for Selma, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have rights. So as much as I love the presidents of both unions, I would die for them. They would die for me. I disagree with them on this issue of um, state taking over the police department. Well, Heather Taylor, Deputy Director for Public Safety for the City of St. Louis, that's the position she serves in now. Prior to that, she served for 20 years as a St. Louis police uh, officer herself, retiring as Detective Sergeant. Heather Taylor, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thank you. And Tony Messenger, Metro columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Tony, thank you as well. Thanks for having me and addressing this important issue. And earlier in the show, we heard from St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones and from Missouri State Senator Nick Schroer as well. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. This is On Point.